Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Let's go. Zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap. Protect your peace, protect your energy. Welcome back to the Zen Trap. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. And Zen P. And we are here for another Zen Trap perspective, a ZTP. ZTP. We got a great video for you today. Uh, this video is titled Being Your Own Life Coach. Um, and I think it's by John Molden. Yep. Uh, super cool video. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Zimpy, who would you uh, recommend this video to? I would recommend this video to, of course, everybody, but specifically people who are trying to figure out how they can trick their brain into thinking positive thoughts. That's the best simple way I can explain it. If you feel like you suffer from your brain giving you a lot of negative talk about yourself, or if you, you know, speak down on yourself a little bit, like say you can't do things and all this type of stuff. If you want to learn about your brain and how you can like positively start implementing things in there in your subconscious, I think this is a perfect video for you. How would you recommend this uh, video for somebody or like, who would you recommend it to? Um, my first thing was like problem children, right? What's a problem children? I mean, problem children. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm just asking. What's, I don't know what that means. Like a problem child. A child that yeah, okay. has problems, like issues that are maybe bad behavior or they seem to be, like, depressed. They have some problem, uh, some existing issue. Okay, okay. You're saying somebody else can recommend it to people that they know are problem children. Yes. Or, or if you're a problem child, you can watch this. But I, I guess I'm thinking, like, if you were a problem child or if I was, would I recognize that I'm a problem child? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, okay. Like you always get in trouble, it's always something going on, or you always feel bad. I agree with that. Bad. I just think in those moments, I don't know if I would be able to, just because that stuff is happening, still be like, I'm a problem child. That's how I'm categorizing them. But they may not know that, but that I'm categorizing them as a group of people. Uh, I'm titling that. They, not, they may not self-proclaim to be problem children. But I think those type of people may benefit from it, as well as parents of those type of people. Maybe some ideas on how to help your child get through some things that they're going through, or even help yourself. I mean, what Zen P said is right. It's definitely talking about tricking your mind, and anybody can use uh, some of the concepts that he brings up in this video, for sure. thousand percent agree. All right. um, What would you describe, or how would you describe this to a person that's never seen it? Uh, I mean, I can describe it very logically and straightforward, but uh, it's a video of a what feels like to be a regular guy, so you can relate a lot to it. So he's just a regular guy trying to show you that, like, how I am now, a lot of people assume I've been like this my whole way. And he goes through and talks about how he was before and how he, what factors played in his life that changed him to be how he is now. And how it's just such a night and day difference from how his trajectory could have been to where he is now. And that, like, all these things happened and made me who I am. And I feel like it's my purpose now to help other people realize that you can do that, too. That's a that's a way of explaining it without saying, like, literally, this is what's in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? How would you describe um, it? Pretty much the same. He's telling his life story, his journey. Um, and he was, as that group I categorized, a, a problem child. I would say, and so he's just kind of showing how I I can change my full trajectory by changing the way my brain works. 
Um, and I realized he realizes that as a teenager and he starts talking about the different things he was trialing um, to try to get out of this space that he was in. I love the disclaimers that he gives, like jokingly about like, hey, I know I'm going to say some terminology that is probably not correct. This isn't probably science-based stuff. I'm about to talk with the therapist after this, but <laughs> yeah. this is what I feel and believe. So I love that when you can like admit that. So, and he said it works for him, right? It yeah, was his you know, philosophy. I love when you're giving stuff off like, hey, I'm not pushing this on you. I'm exactly. telling you what works for me. I highly recommend it, but you don't have to do it. Take what you want from it. You know my favorite part? What's your favorite bar? <laughs> All right. Um, one of my favorite bars, I got a, I got it on here. Um, so I think what was really cool is he started, he gives an example where, where my favorite bar comes in, but he's talking about voices in your head and how there are positive and negative voices in your head, but imagine them in an auditorium or some big room speed dating where they're they're both giving off information, hopping to one another, talking to one another. But how many positive thoughts are in there versus negative thoughts? Because if more positive thoughts are in there, uh, they're basically going to kind of like run the room versus Mm -hmm. if more negative thoughts are there, they're going to counteract those positive thoughts and then that'll run the room. So it was just super cool. That was like a really good perspective for me um, of him talking about how your thoughts in your head are kind of like, talking to one another and building off one another and connecting different wires in your brain. So I thought that was super cool. I like just mentioning off those bars and and that I like how he makes sure you know that this took time. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I had that one thought and then it's going to take time, practice, mistakes, grace, all the same things we've been talking about. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I wrote down a specific bar because compared in this video, it wasn't like a lot of quotes per se in there, but I guess my favorite semi bar was um how he created rules for himself and his uh two rules was just that he always would give one sincere thank you that day mm-hmm. and a sincere thank you is just something way more specific if i'm gonna tell you thank you i'm gonna tell you exactly why i'm saying thank you or what it means to me he wants to do that once a day of course he overachieves at it but it's a it's a it's a cue in his head that today i want to focus on gratitude and being thankful secondly he overly answers with a great to when people are talking to him as a trigger to do a sanity check. Like, how am I really feeling right now? He's like, hey, 95% of the time, I'm, re- I'm really okay or I'm content. Some 5% of the time, I'm not. And that trigger allows me to be like, okay, if I'm not feeling okay, like, I can do something about it now. It creates that space and awareness. So I, I love that. That would hands down be my favorite bar. Oh, I think... I wrote this bar. I don't know if it was in there or not, but I just put from my interpretation of that without a system of like rules and stuff like that, you're just going by life, going by life and just letting it happen without creating space and triggers like that for you to like do some self-awareness. You, you just still in survival mode. And even if it's not survival mode, you just in relax mode, survival mode. You just in a mode, just like letting stuff happen. So I like how he created rules to help him get triggers to create that space in his head to really recognize what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, he said something else about like a list of kind of not rules, but uh, things that you should do on how changing the way your brain works. And that was really good. He said, one, you have to identify your emotion, whatever you're experiencing. Am I happy? Am I sad? Then you have to find the source of that emotion. Why am I happy? Why am I sad? Where is that coming from? Uh, what? And then you have to identify what emotion you want to happen. So I'm sad now. That, that builds off that video. Come on now. That builds off. Instead of why. Instead of why, what? 
So he then went to, what is that? What do I want to be? Which is hard sometimes, right? Because you sad, but is happy just going to automatically make you feel differently about that situation? And then the last thing was uh, consciously managing how you think about that emotion um, so that you can consciously overwrite the old pattern with a new pattern or the bad thought with a good thought. Um, so being conscious of that space, what caused that, what triggered that, and how to kind of like trick your brain to to say like, oh, I used to do it this way when I felt that emotion. Now I do it this way. Would you say that's your favorite section? Yeah, that's absolutely my favorite. Uh, well, uh, that was tough. Answering so quick. I know. I think my favorite section was probably when he was talking about um, like the studies that had been done. So he was talking about all these scientific studies that like women back in some time frame used to wear these big hats. And so in order to get through doors, they had to kind of like tilt their head a little bit or duck or whatever. And so then they found that they would even do it without the hats. Or they found a study on like anorexic people, even though they were really slim, they would like slide through a door like sideways. Hey man, we just saw a video where that dude's on a boat. He got a fish and his phone in the hand. Yeah. And he throws his phone into the water and he meant to throw the fish into the water. It's just yeah. like, what? Yeah, but just those people like, it's a mindset, right? Doc, so I've almost done that with food. Like I got food in one hand that's in a bag and trash in one hand. And I need to throw the trash <laughs> down the chute. And I've been so close to just being like, because I'm just going with the flow, not thinking, just automatically. I know I got trash and food in one hand, 50 50 guys. But I think with them, it was more so patterns that they've built in their brain, right? Well, so I'm talking about the same thing. Like, you, I throw trash away every day. So, I'm, uh, okay, I got you. I'm not thinking to know that, like, hey, you need to pay attention to it. It's food in your hand. Yeah. Just like I don't have a hat on, so I don't have to duck through the doorway. Yeah, that's true. True, true, true. Um, but I think what led into that, the last study he talked about was how they were talking about quarterbacks or football players. If they visualize themselves throwing a ball or they practice in their mind, then they actually have the ability to perform better. It has some uh, bearing on how well you perform, basically rehearsing or practicing in your mind. Yeah, so it was that, saying how like the stuff in your brain, when you think of, when they think about it, it lights up the same way as if they were actually doing it. So your body is reacting just like you're in that moment. So you can visualize those moments and have your body prepared for those moments to help. So and it's like help manifesting. Them, yeah, it's like visualization. So uh, that was that was my a good part. Something random that I seen on that, and I just want to show you this. I waited for the podcast for this on person. Have you ever heard of this? Do you, did you know there's people, like, well, let me start with this because I feel like it's all over the place. Let me set the question up. When you think of something, so if I told you, uh, could you think about a picture of your mom or what an elephant looks like? Could you, like, see that in your head? Mm -hmm. Like, you can visualize it. Mm -hmm. There are people who can't, like, they don't, when they have thoughts, they can't see anything. I just learned that. I know somebody who's told me, they did a poll on Instagram asking people, like, so when y'all think y'all actually can see stuff? And like, like they said, uh, image. What is it called? Um, when you have like a vi a visual memory or something like photographic memory. Photographic. Me they were like, is photographic memory real? And then I was like, I mean, yeah, but for the regular, most people can see stuff. And they was like, what, what, what do you mean? No, I was like, so I had you know me right then. I gotta ask you questions now. What? So there are people who only just. I was like, so you can't tell me what your favorite actor looks like from memory or something like that. Like you don't see your like him and. Your, no they like so I, I literally like I was like that must be such a struggle how do you think how do you so look, that's I, not no, I want to read some of it no that's common. very rare I okay. think as yeah. well all right so I'm gonna tell you what some of their responses were all right so 
I said, you just have thoughts like you can't see a word or a person in your head. Nope, nada. I guess it's just thoughts. Can't picture a face or visualize a memory or anything. I had no clue that was a thing. It's like I know what they look like, but I don't see any image or picture of anything in my head. I said, that's wild. That sounds tough. And I've never heard of that. They said, so like you see something all the time or can you like turn it on and turn it off? (laughs) They said, you can see stuff even with your eyes open. Is it in color? I got so many questions. I said, uh, no, I can't see stuff with my eyes open. It's like when you close your eyes and you think of an animal or a movie, you can somewhat see a vision of them, but it's the best way I can explain it. It's almost like when you go to sleep and have a dream, like you can see it, but it's kind of a little transparent, but it can be as clear as it needs to be, or it can be a little fady, but you can see stuff. They put mind blown. (laughs) I said, so you never read a book and you could visualize the story or you can't close your eyes and remember your favorite episode of something like they said, nope, like that's probably why I hate reading. It's so boring. I didn't realize people could visualize the whole scene, probably why I prefer to watch TV. I can remember a favorite scene, but no visual. So they said, so it's like motion pictures in full color. I do dream, though. It's weird. I close my eyes and try to envision something, but just see the back of my eyelid. <laughs> I said, that's wild. That sounds impossible to study. I said, you're a genius. Dang. How yeah, you, you got to be a genius. How do you study? Oh my they, goodness. So last thing just to kind of close this home, like they like like how did I make it this far in life? I was like, dreams are motion pictures and can be like first person, they can be like yourself or like a movie. And then they was like, like if you're doing a math problem, you can see the numbers in your head too. They was like, probably why I've always been great at math but terrible at mental math. I'm upset. My dreams can be pretty vivid sometimes, but yeah, I can't conjure up an image or live action scene in just my head. And they was like, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. I was, be- and then they was like, I was better off not knowing. They was like, so when people daydream, is that meant literally too? Yes. I was like, yes. I was like, definitely. I, I said, yeah. They be like, that's so raven. Like when they staring at something, you can like, <laughs> you're thinking about something. <laughs> I, I said, I'm definitely saying this on the podcast. <laughs> I know somebody who doesn't have a visual mind. They said, I'm so over this. You feel free to use my travesty for your entertainment. That would actually be, oh, then the last thing I said, as a science and research, I was like, y'all need a center or a fun, and it got to be a technique or something that can cut the lights on. I was like, maybe Meta VR is going to help. That has to. And uh, they said, that would actually be a dope study. Maybe I need a a, a brain shock or something. I'd definitely risk it all to see these pictures you speak of. <laughs> so I say all of that to say, we need to start a fund for people that don't have visual <laughs> memories. And I want to be a full advocate because that is wild. Now, I know people who like see music and like images. No, those are like that's, genius. That's, yeah, that's genius. That's photographic. Though. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I can but, see the node. I can. Yeah, so, I, I visualize these waves. I'm talking from the most basic point. You can see like a flicker. Like I can see an elephant. Yes, I can my, just make an elephant appear like, in my mind. If you can't see it, how can you draw an elephant if you can't see it? You just guessing? Like, well, I don't. You have to be able to see it. That don't, that even don't make, make sense. sense right? It don't make sense. You have to be able to see. What are you memorizing in? Like, how does your memory work without the visual part? I'm uh, so confused. I'm so confused. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't. We need to go fund me for these people with no visual memory. <laughs> and I want to talk to some more. So I got to talk to some scientists if, about that. I need a doctor. After scientists, if you don't see visions, like if you don't see stuff, like if you can't see, like if you can't close your eyes and visualize something. Please comment to us and like tell us Please. your experience. I want to know. Or send me a link 
Because when I said the speed dating example, I'm seeing little thoughts running through my mind. When I read a book, I can imagine, like, especially a fiction book, and they're giving all the detail, like, her skirt was black. It was long. It came right above her knee. Okay, I'm I'm drawing a picture (laughs) in my head. Absolutely. All right, what was we talking about? I'm sorry. That I just I had to fit That's it in somewhere, wild. and I was like, so even if you go to like some speaker or something, they trying to get you to visualize. I don't see nothing. I can't. You see, see your eyelids? What? I think you need to close your eyes again. Like you got to close <laughs> your eyes and then close them again. You got to not look. You shouldn't be looking. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. still be open. Like <laughs> when you close I don't your eyes, you look. It's almost like when I asked my brother how to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he like what? what? Just close your eyes. That's cool. All right, so what was your favorite section? Uh, my favorite section was definitely in the beginning. Like, I loved hearing about his father. Okay, yeah. So when he was talking about how, like, uh, can we just be a normal family? Like, we riding around listening to all these positive tapes. So I love the multifaceted perceptions that was going on where, like, he's a child. He's annoyed that he's hearing all these tapes about positivity and keeping all that positive energy around him. Then when he gets older, he realizes that my dad was going through some of the worst stuff in his life. And he said it was a choice. It was a choice to still be positive in those moments. And and like, I was like, dang, I can't imagine how much perspective his father had to have to just make that choice to be positive. Because that is so tough. Um, And then just again, like the stories about his teachers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the story parts just about his past life, about being so angry and stuff. Because I was definitely an angry yeah. An angry kid of, of just from a competitive standpoint of like I didn't like to lose and I could I could relate with that. So like I, I like the little portion he was talking about how he was he he felt like I can just trick my brain into believing whatever I tell it right. So he was facts. deliberate about telling himself he was gonna be cool. He was like so he like be in the mirror every day talking about like I am so cool like oh my god I'm just cool. And his sister like came in the room and was like how about you not focus on being cool. And focus on being like happy, so we're not miserable being around you. <sighs> Just ruined. And I was like, soul. "Oh my god!" Loved it, but it was so good because I I know like you you all the time say your your biggest pet peeve is Debbie Downers, right? Biggest. And the reason people don't like Debbie the Downers, biggest, <laughs> bit lotto. Uh, the the people the reason people don't like being around Debbie Downers is because it makes it miserable for me to just be around you like now i'm upset that you in that space and they ain't got nothing to do with me so a lot of people if you feel like you down often it ain't about being cool or fitting in or whatever it's about getting yourself to a space and then everybody else won't be miserable being around you yeah and i think in those moments even when like because to me i'm trying to understand in my head like logically like i'm trying to visualize what would happen to make you think like that like how like to me in my head if you focus on being cool how can you not make how are you making people miserable like i don't even see how that's possible and then i was thinking about it i was like oh if i'm around you right now let's not even say i'm thinking about something cool you could feel cool in with anything else i'm thinking about my mom i'm thinking about food i'm not focused on what's going on so mm-hmm. i can be making people miserable just because i'm not in the moment i'm not listening to you you yeah. telling me stuff and i'm just well or you walking through life only considering yourself it's not that to me i'm saying you're not paying attention. Okay. That's what I'm saying, how you could be making somebody miserable. It's like I'm having a conversation with you mm-hmm. and you thinking about whatever. It could right. be cool, it could be this, it could be that, but you're not you're thinking not about, present. you're not thinking about, I can, and I can tell that from how you're responding to me, that your mind is not here right now. What it's on, it's cool, we can talk about it, but right now me and you're not even really having a conversation because you're not present. Mm. 
And I can feel that and tell that. So that can make people miserable as well. So I'm thinking like maybe it's something along those sorts. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. But I thought that was just really cool. Um, And then he was like, talked about how he focused on being grateful from that point forward. Uh, The shift to being grateful. And that has been huge for my week. I just had one of the most significant weeks of my life. Yeah. Ever. So... And, and, and that was the me. main lesson that I, I learned went into from something it, being able week. to shift into, into gratitude. Yeah, I went into something this week, just and you recommended it right before I went into it, of just being grateful. And if you look, if you go into something experience, with a positive thought in your head, like, man, even though this is about to be really bad, it was so much good in that. I'm grateful for what I experienced. I'm grateful for what happened. I'm grateful for what or I Or how learned. necessary it is. Yes, absolutely. Like, that is a grateful aspect, too, that, like, it's no way around this. This has to happen, and it's not going to be a good time. How do you? How are you grateful that it has to happen, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you grateful that you have to be in that situation? I didn't you, say that. I, yeah, I'm asking. What are you asking? How, how do you... Are you showing gratitude for the fact that you're in the situation? Or what the That's situation what I'm saying. That's brought? the same. Or what the situation... Like what you learned from the situation, what you got from the situation. I think those are two separate scenarios to try and say which one. That's what I'm saying. I okay. So to me, because I can tell you what I'm grateful for in both of those different scenarios, so it's hard to say okay. which one. Okay. So I'm grateful for everything that's happened. That's mm-hmm. the situation. Am I grateful being put in the scenario? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to like mm. I could be, I could not. I can find things that I'm grateful for and things that I'm not for being in the situation, but okay. I don't regret the situation. I don't right. regret where I'm at. So that's what I'm saying. That's a difficult I get you. I agree question to answer. I agree with that. Um do you have a story in your life that relates? With LGMP. Story time. A story in my life that relates. Story time. I can easily story time. Use. So many things. I'm a very, I try to be a very humble and focus on gratitude type person, but I haven't learned. The biggest lesson definitely came in this week where I would say I went through probably one of the things that could have like broke me and made me like, what's the word I'm trying to say? The situation could have been crazy, terrible, feelings all over the place, but once I took a cue and a trigger to focus on gratitude in that moment of just like what we just talked about of gratitude for the situation, gratitude for what's brought me here, gratitude for all the lessons I've learned, gratitude for how this can help me and benefit me in the future, gratitude that what I'm doing and holding myself accountable to in doing this is beneficial for both parties. It's not just beneficial for me. So I'm not just thinking about myself, I'm thinking how this will benefit the other person as well change my life and that's the advice i definitely gave you before you went in that situation because i literally experienced it and like i said my life is changed and blown from being in that where like you can choose how you want to react to certain situations and that is the ultimate level of accountability by being like this person is doing this this external event is doing this and i'm gonna choose to not respond with this i'm gonna still move with love and good intentions. And I'm not saying you wrong if you do or don't. Like, I'm not saying your emotions don't get the best of you. And I give you this advice all the time before, this gratitude stuff that like, the thing with feelings is, is still not letting your feelings control you. And you're reacting based off your feelings. You're reacting based off your choice. So like, you can slap the shit out of somebody. I, But I would like you to be able to choose to slap the shit out of somebody versus 
I slapped him, and I don't, I don't, I saw red. I don't remember. Did Will Smith choose to slap the shit out of? Oh, I think Will Smith is very conscious. I, he didn't. Did he apologize out loud? He gave a little PR apology, didn't he? I think he was very conscious about that choice. <laughs> now again, do I think he may feel you know may reflect on it and stuff? But do I feel like he has regrets over it? Hell no. Hell no. Hey, I respect it. Hey. It was unfortunate, but I respect it. So, all right. So that's my story. one of the I guess stories that. Um, I'm gonna use, I guess, is uh, he he mentions in the video that when you have positive thoughts and you're training your brain to be on positive patterns, you recover from negative things a whole lot quicker, right? So you can bounce back and things can fall off your back. And uh, I remember going through a time in my life where, like, I felt like a bunch of people were like dying, right? And it was like, oh my god. This is heavy, heavy, right? But how I cho- I know at the end of the day, even though that's super emotional, you know, every- everybody's going through stuff, and it's hard when people die. That's one of the so, hardest things that a lot of humans deal with is that f- that thought of death. But how I choose to handle it is it's all a choice. Even something that extreme is a choice, and how you choose to look at it and perceive it. We can look at death something super serious as hey, it's gratitude in that. I'm grateful for the, what I experienced. I had somebody just pass away in my life, and I met them once. I was grateful. I was so grateful. So grateful. But just meeting them once and having that one interaction, but I was so present when I was there, too. And so that's a part of, like, this whole journey. And when you go to things, you're present for a reason because you never know what's going to happen, right? But also how I how I was affected by that, I was able to bounce back quicker just because I've been positive. When I was there, I was positive. I was present when I met him. I'm present now, and I'm I'm choosing to handle that situation um, in a way that is going to produce even more positivity going forward. So, Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you. I think uh, even to piggyback off that a little bit, because I think you got a lot of that from uh, Think Like a Monk. Um, sure. I've read some other book or just them talking about how, like, I don't know if we're Western or Eastern, but I think Eastern practices, they say that they're a lot more comfortable with death because they their cultures and stuff make it a lot more acceptable. Like when we have funerals and stuff, everything's hidden. People don't talk about death. People don't make peace with death. It's, it's a taboo thing. It's mm-hmm. given these negative stereotypes in our cultures. But over there, the body is shown. It's It's more of a grateful thing. Like, hey, everybody's cool and excited with birth. Everybody's cool with birth is just a thing that just mm-hmm. happens. Death is just the opposite of birth. It's the same thing, but we just trying to make it seem like nobody's going to die and nobody's everybody's going to be here forever even though we know that's not we know that's not true. Yeah. And and what they do in the the eastern culture is that when you focus on that and you know that and you make peace with it, you live your life differently knowing like knowing I'm going to die because it's different yes. like and you know it, but you don't acknowledge it. Right. You know it and acknowledge it, and you see it from everybody. So it makes you be like, "Oh, I I want to make yeah. sure I'm using my time here with the purpose." Absolutely. All right. Do you feel like uh, there's something from this video that you could take and apply to your life right now? What's your biggest nugget that you put in your pocket? You carrying it with you? Uh, especially, I'm trying to focus especially on the end, on like how to be a life, like not how to be a life coach, but like how to be a life coach for yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, when he was talking about how being a life coach is a full-time job, the last couple bars and like how you talk to yourself 
if how you talk to yourself is not how you would talk to like your friend and your closest family member and stuff, you need to really sit down and like think about that. If yeah. the thoughts that you're saying to yourself is stuff that you wouldn't you wouldn't say to nobody else, like why are you disrespecting yourself so much? That should be reason alone to try and want to change those subconscious thoughts. And if you already believe that that's not possible, then you are like you, we can't start from ground zero. If you don't even think that's possible, then like hey, I don't need to even try. Sure. What about you? Um, I think my biggest one was about, like, we talked about the visualization or practicing doing something in your mind, right? So, Ooh, what about people that can't? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I'm thinking about even, like, uh, something that I want at work, right? I'm visualizing them, like, saying, oh, yeah, we're absolutely going to support you in that. All right, this is how it's going to go. And, like, yes. how I visualize it happening. Like, oh, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say this, this, and this. And then they're going to be like, oh, that sounds great, Lindsay. This, this, and this. I think it's cool. Boom, 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 boom. And then it's going to go so smooth after that. I'm literally practicing that over and over in my head. So when that day comes, I, I already know what it's going to look like. I'm going to be ready for it um, as it comes. So that's probably my biggest thing of tricking your mind and, and managing how you see things and visualize things going forward. And just because I'm in this space right now because of the week I had, like, the part of the story where he say, I just, two things that I got to say about this video. The teacher that was like a Zen teacher that he's like, tricked me into getting straight A's. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's definitely going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I can see That's definitely that. going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to take them problems from children and be like, mine, like. We're going to be, we're going to be math teachers once we retire. So I can already see him. Oh, you must have been talking to Mr. Moore, huh? He done tricked you into getting straight A's. Well, he do it every year. You so I love, like, he said he tricked me by making me more mad, too. Yeah. Like, I love it. So then he's, like, thinking, like, then I'm thinking I'm about to go to warfare with this Zen <laughs> master teacher or whatever. Like, Yeah, and I even think it's super cool that he was saying, like, my one of my teachers thought I was going to be dead. Like, he didn't even think I could so this video, live. So this video just shows how important and how much it of an influence the people in your life are especially at that young age are yes. such a big yes. factor that is why people are in years of therapy and counseling it could be not just from your parents but your parents are just the easiest thing because that's right. who you're around the most but the second people you're around the most is your teachers and your friends so and especially if you don't have no role model and if you're around just a cloud of negative people just telling you you can't do nothing but this hey even if you like a teenager right now you're a watching teenager. this do not if it's always some friend that's talking about bad stuff. I'll say a person name. Negative. Hey, I'll say their name. Yeah. Liza taught us so much. Oh my God. I never met a person who just was like, no, I can talk to adults. I can say something and not be disrespectful. Yeah. It's like that seems so foreign and taboo. I, we, like from no, the South. You can't like, tell me no. to no to do that. No. Why 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 can't I go? You don't even know. Like, I remember just question the first time I practiced it. I was at a football game. I think this is a little... Uh, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> story time. Definitely. Story time. Anyway, sure. um, so I'm at a football game at our college, right? And I'm leaving the football game. And there's a gate open. There's a security <sighs> guard right there. Yeah. Now, you can go. The main entrance is down some way. But this gate is open, and I'm leaving. It's quicker. So I'm walking out of this gate. He says, you can't walk out of this way. And I say, why not? And I was like... I'm what would Laisha do? I'm like, I'm about to question him. I'm just going to walk out the gate. Like, I'm leaving this place. You can't kick me out. I don't want to be here no more. I'm choosing to leave. Hang on, tell me I can't leave from this way. Why well, I got to go? 
okay, I'm just gonna walk past you. Now what's gonna happen? This gate is open. There is no sign. Or what are you gonna do? Grab? You gonna grab me you while I'm walking me? out? Are what, you gonna, are you what are you gonna do? What are you gonna assault do? me? And I'm leaving. Are you telling? Like I'm putting that. In Close the, the gate. Put a sign up. Make make me not be able to leave. What? Yeah. Why is it open? You think you're one person should be able to like what? That doesn't even make sense. I'm done with this conversation. Bye. And people are walking like right, but like oh, she so want me to just walk down and do the same thing. It's not like it's a restricted area behind you. This is an area that everybody's in. You just don't want me to use this door to get it. You're crazy. But I remember having that moment, and it was so free. And, like, I don't have to, like, obey all the rules. If I want to challenge something, whether that's in my mind or whether that's at a gate, I can challenge that. Let's take it a step further. Obey the rules. Challenge that. What are the rules? What, what are the rules? What are the rules? What rules? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think that great, great, great story. Great point. Yeah. I think that goes into um, the other part that I just kind of wanted to drive home and ending that again. I'm relating it to this week because this week was just one for the books for me. Of when moments like that happen, and and you can like fill in that like, oh man, now I see why this, this, and this happened. Because if this, this, and this hadn't happened, I wouldn't be prepared for this moment. Yeah, I would not feel the same way. Like, for sure. so in the in the videos where he saw the little model car and he's like, "This can't be nothing but meant to be confirmation." Yeah. There is no way this little boy can have this exact model toy car that is my dad's car. Yeah. So in in the video, his dad's car was uh, the place where he listened to all these positive positive tapes. speed t- tapes and stuff in the car, and he wanted to just listen to regular music. But he saw this model car that looked exactly like his dad's car later from this little kid. Randomly at some random spot. Random at some spot. And he was like, I could think, I could just think positive. Like, and he remembered all the things he learned from those tapes listening. To, and uh, he saw car. it at the exact time when he needed it. Yep. That yep. is crazy. And he was like, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't an overnight transformation. But that's what triggered. That, that's what triggered the snowball effect absolutely. of just taking that second step on yep. faith. Absolutely. Super good. Super good video. Definitely recommend you watch it. It's some nuggets in there. Again, not full of necessarily bars, but just his story and his journey allows you to see a lot of insight on how you can just change the way you think. You do not have to be the way you've been. Yeah, I just want to end with like two, well, wrap it up with like two points. Like, um, I don't know if he realizes well that like the people that he got a lot of influence from, his teachers mm-hmm. and his dad i think they all were history teachers too he mentioned that yeah. and now he's a history teacher yeah that was dope. <laughs> it's like full second he's like oh i guess maybe that could have been an influence on why i like want to yeah. be a history teacher and not even thought about that right. and then kind of last thing of course if you got something too i'm just thinking what was the last thing you just said because it'll make me remember uh i was talking about you could just change the way you think. that's it see i just need you to say mm-hmm. it i want to drive this to the ground. I know it may not help people. It will. Cool. You're right. I ain't gonna speak that out exactly. there. I'm gonna drive a point to anybody that's listening. And I wanna iter- reiterate and make this very strong. You do not have to wait till you hit rock bottom to wanna change your life. You do not have to wait for turmoil. You do not have to wait for an angry situation, an external event. You could be sitting at home right now like that DeVry commercial. Just have a thought and choose to change whatever it is going on in your life that you can change inside of yourself first. You do not have to wait for something bad to happen. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a nice story. It always, I, I guess, feels better when you can go back to that point of rock bottom. But you do, you can be different in that manner where you do not wait for some 
random, whatever you determine to be your rock bottom, whether it's emotional or external event, you don't have to wait for that. You can make peace with whatever it is now and change anything in your life right now if you just simply make the choice to do it. Absolutely. You can. 100%. And if you don't believe that, then that's going to be a tough thing to do. Or you could just hit rock bottom and do it. But you don't have to wait. But a lot of people do. And that's and okay. But you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till that moment. Yeah, man. That's It was good. That's all I got. Man. That's all I got. I'm all, I'm all potted out, baby. <laughs> right. Libbity bibbity. Uh, again, we thank you for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell us what you think. Um, yeah, man. We can do, a, like I said, we can do a lot of better job of talking back. Um, hey, man. If you need to remember something while you're out there, uh, protect your peace. Protect your energy. This is Zentrap, man. We out. Welcome to the trap.